0: Shalom to all. Today's office about comment after So we are starting about the fourth line with the words Amar And today's office sponsor Eliyahu Nishma, Marz Merim Sarabas, Biyakov Meisha, Harnesh Shama should have an El Eliyahu Mars Marz Bela, Bas Yitzchok Tzvi, Harnesh Shama should have an Now we're gonna have a number of members from Raba all discussing the same point that Gruma in is putter If a person causes damage, but it's a Groma, it's a non direct damage. So our first case is as follows. Amar Rabba Raba says Hazark Matpeishal Chaverli Yamagadol. If a person throws his friend's coin into the Amagadol, which is the Mediterranean potter, he doesn't have to pay for it. Why is that? Because Amari could tell the fellow. It's right in front of you. If you want, you can take it. That's only but slulin. If the water is clear, because the coin could be seen, so he's able to say, look, go hire divers and go get your coin. But if the water is dirty and the coin's not able to be seen, lie, we didn't say this, because that's considered a direct damage and it's not just a grama. This is also only if he knocked his hand. Ruven knocked Shimon's hand, and because of that, Shimon's coin flew out into the water. But if Ruven grabbed the coin from from Shimon's hand and then threw it in the water, Migzal Gazley, that's considered a real stealing, Hashem Abayim so he has to do a real returning. Now, Masav Rav Rav asks on this, how could you say that money in the water is considered like real money? We have a mission that talks about being Mechal Ma'es sheni, transferring the gedushah of sheni onto money, and the Mishnah tells us, in A person can't be Mechal Ma'es sheni onto money that's not in his Rishos. Kate said, what's an example of this? He has money in this place called Kistrar Ha'amelech, which is a very difficult place to get to or his money fell into the Yamagadol, Ein he can't transfer the kedusha onto this money. So we see that money in the water is not considered money. So Amar Abba, answers, no problem. Shani l'inin Meiser. Meiser Shani is different. Meiser Shani specific that the Chilol, the transference of kedusha has to be on money that's in your hand. De'Achman HaAmar Kazatar says very clearly, V'tzayat HaKesav biyadcha, and you shall bind the money in your hand, Veleka, and it's not considered to be in your hand if it's in the water. But that doesn't mean that it's not accessible, and that's why Reuben would not be chav to ch in this case. Now, when a rabbi, case of a kin, shal if a person ruins his friend's coin by smoothing it out, and now it doesn't have the image that was on the coin before, so he can't use it in a store or put it in a vending machine, he's putter for paying for that. My time, why is that? To Holy because he didn't do anything. We still have the same silver content over here. If you were to weigh the coin, you would see it has the same amount of silver, and therefore it didn't make him lose anything. Maybe it's not a usable coin, but it still has the same value in terms of silver. Now, was only said, the That's only if he hit it with a hammer and he smoothed it out. And because of that, it doesn't have the image. But if he scraped it down with a file, he's now diminished it because he actually scraped some of the silver off, and then he would have to pay him for it. However, Master Rev. asks him the following question. We've had this multiple times before. He called Einoev a If a person struck his Evid on his eye and he blinded him, he hit him on his ear and he made him deaf. Eved Yates, Behen, and Eved would go free because of this. If he struck the wall near his eye, and because of that, he's not able to see. Or if, if he struck the wall near his ear and he's not able to hear because of that, that, in and Evid doesn't go free because of that. But what do we see in the first part of the memoir That if he struck him on his ear, and he became deaf because of that, he would have to set his Evid free. Now, it's not like any change happened to his ear. His ear is still intact. He's just not able to hear because of this. So why is that any different than smoothing out the coin? The more answer is Rabba said, and we've had this previously as well, that if a person made his father deaf, he gets killed for making a Chabur in his father. It's impossible to make a person deaf without making a real wound. The tips of the because definitely at least one drop of blood fell on his ear. And that's considered like a real chisarun. It's actually changing the organ, if you will. Now the ear is different than it was before. And that's why this is different than the money case. another scenario If a person nicks the ear of the cow of his friend, putter. he's putter from paying for it, even though it can't be used as a carbon. carbun. The cow is exactly as it was before. Delive Lamidi because he didn't do anything to it. There's no real significant change to it. And all also, the majority of shvarim aren't going to be used for the Mizbeach and can't necessarily be used for the Mizbeach. So just because Ruve made Shimon's Shar unusable as a carbon, that's not anything unique in comparison to the majority of other shvarim, and therefore it's not considered like real damage. However, must Rav, Rav, ask the following question. If a person does work with the water of the paraduma, which is supposed to be sprinkled on people to make them Tahar, or with the Parah itself, He's Patah Adam, we can't bring him to Basim to pay, but in Shemayim, he would be chayv to pay. Now, what do we learn from here? This only applies when he did malacha with it, when he did work with it, because the damage is not recognizable. The cow or the water are exactly the same. It's just that they were possible because work was done with them. But that's mashma, that if he nicked the ear of the cow, the minka, that damage is recognizable. Now we see a nick in the ear. It's mashma that he would be and he would have to pay for that. So says says not a raya. Ami they said as follows, The din would be, even if he nicked the ear of the paraduma, he would be adam. would be, the whole chedesh over here is, that even when the guy did molacha with the cow or with the water, and that damage is not recognizable, it just simply posses the water or the cow, still, he's chai shemayim, and that's the chedesh. Not that we can learn from here that in a different scenario, he'd be chai adam. And another member from Rabbah, of rabba said, hasarib shtar shal burned the style that Shemin has, that somebody owes Shemin a million dollars, patar he's patar. And why is that? Because he could tell him, I just burned a piece of paper of yours. The paper itself has no intrinsic value, and and therefore, he's not chayv to pay for what was written on the paper. However, Maskelar Khama asked the following: Hey Chidami, what's the case over here? Meaning, what's Rabbah talking about that he's telling us is chiddush? The if there's edim that know what was written in the star, so what's the big deal? Let them write a brand new star. If there's no edim that can testify about what was written in the star, Anan how do we know that we're saying we know that the star was for a million dollars? But you're not chayv to pay, and that's the chiddush. We don't know what was written in the star, so what's the chiddush over here? So Amar Answers, we're talking about where he trusts him to say how much was written in the Shtar, and still the khidish is, since the Shtar itself is inherently valueless, it's just called Grom Benizakin and his Pater. So we have all these different cases from Rabbah that Grom Benizakin is Pater. Number of Dim Rechanino tells us, How do Rabbah, Machlakis, Rabbah, and he This halach of Rabbah is really a Machlakis, Rabbah, the Rabbah. How so? Well, Rabb Shimin, the Amr Dover of according to Shimin, who holds, as we've learned previously in the Masechta, that a Dover that's Garm Mamain, is considered Mamain, so Machayev, he would be the person. For burning the star, what's a davar agarem l'mamoyin? Something that would technically cause a monetary payment to be made. And over here, even though the shtar isn't worth anything, if the malva had it in his possession, he would be able to collect with it. So it's a gayrim, it causes money to be paid, and that's like money itself. And therefore, the ganiv who burned it should be chayev to pay. Or court Reb Shimon. Whereas the rabbanon the amid davar agarem l'mamoyin davar is not considered like mamain, Loi So we're not gonna mechayev the ganiv who burned the star. However, Maskalar of Huna b'Reishit Rav asked on this. Emre Maybe Reb Shimon only says "davar agarmu l'mammon" is like mammon, but "davar shikari Mamain was something that inherently has value. Kid Rabbah, just like what Rabbah said. Dama Rabbah, says, "Gazal chametz fnei Pesach." Everyone stole chametz from Shimon before Pesach. Uba acher v'sarfay b'mayid, and someone came along and burned this chametz on Yontif. Puter, he's puter for burning it. Shakol mitzvah because everyone's chayv to move Khamit on Pesach. However, Pesach, if someone came and burned it after Pesach, here we have machlekes Reb Shimon the Rabbanon. Reb Shimon the Amar davar agarmu l'mammon k'mammon dami. <laughs> <laughs> According to Shimon, the, the Davar Garmel Maman is like Mamain. So then, the person who burned it would be Chayev. And why is this a Davar Garmel Mamain? Because the Ganav could just give back this chametz, even though it's Asur Bana, He could hand it back. Now he's not going to be Chayev to pay for stealing this chametz. And so now this fellow came along and burned the chametz. He's Chayev for doing so. Whereas the Rabbanon, the army Davar Garul love According to the Rabbanon, the Davar Garul is not like Mammon Potter. He's Potter. Now again, this was all talking about something that inherently had value. Ruvain stole something from Shimon that had value. But with Davar She'eni Kar Mammon, something that inherently. Doesn't have value like a star, which is just a piece of paper. Do we say this? Meaning, do we say that there's machlokes Shimon Perhaps if Shimon doesn't say that a davar Maman is when we're talking about something that inherently doesn't have value, like star, which is really just a piece of paper that's maybe worth a penny. I continue to talk about Benizakin, says dino According to the one that we do judge a case of garmi, which for the purposes of our discussion is the same thing as grama. In this case, where burnt Shimon's star, we would be able to collect the entire value of the star meaning whatever is written in it, which in our example is a million dollars. And, um, and we don't judge Garmi, meaning that we're not going to be in such a case. We'll only be able to collect the value of the paper. Let's say it was very fancy paper and it cost five shekel at the store. So we'd have to pay him five shekel for the paper, but not for the million dollars written inside. And there was a story of a coffee rough from Rav Ashi, rough from pressure to Rav Ashi to pay for something he did when he was a kid. And he collected from him like the value of a beam that's used for imprinting images, which is a very expensive Beam. In other words, Ruffin collected full value from Ravashi for damage that he did when he was a child, and is referring to a case where Ravashi burned somebody else's star. So you see that he did collect for the full value of the star. And we continue explaining a chametz of a pesach. If stole chametz from Shimon and it was over pesach, it went through pesach and now it becomes aser ba'no. I'm relying. Ruben could just tell him here, take your thing; it's right in front of you, and he can hand back the bottle of whiskey that he stole from him, even though it's Asr Ba'ano, and Shimon can't benefit from it. Now the Gemara asks, Amrina, Bishra, Ayana, Rishal, "Who's a tana, Which is the town of our Mishnah who? Holds holds, that when we're dealing with Yisra he could just simply say, here, take it back, it's right in front of you, and he doesn't have to pay for it. That's because there isn't any recognizable damage that was done to it. So, Rav suggests, Rav Ya'akov, a Rav the time you have a bride, we've had this previously, Shoshahemis a shark, killed somebody, and that means that we're going to have to kill the shark eventually. So, if it was before the Gemara of the shark, meaning Bezdin did not yet paskin that we have to kill the shark, if the fellow sold it, it's considered sold. If he was maktish it, it's considered hektish. He's to eat the meat, and if we're talking about a case of a shimer that a shaymer had this shar and it killed under his watch, and if the shaymer returned it to its owner before gmar din, it's considered returned, and the shaymer is not have to pay for anything. However, mishin if after gmar din the fellow sold it, ainu it's not considered sold. Eikdisha if he's machdushit, it's not haktish. Shchata if he shechted it, sorry, he's not allowed to eat the meat. And if the shimer returned it to the owner, it's not considered returned. Now, Rabbi Ya'akov says af even if after Gmar Din, has the Shamer gave it back to the owner, it's considered returned. Now, my level it must be that this is what they're arguing about. We say, even when we're dealing with Israel no, that one person can tell the other And that's where the Shamer, even after Gemar Din, could just hand the Shar back to the owner and say, And even though it's gonna be killed because Bazan ready paskin so and that makes it Asurbana, still he could just hand it back to him. Whereas if Rabban Rabbanan hold, Ain't Amar Bisra then when we're dealing with Israel no, he can't say and therefore, the shomer would have to pay for this. However, Amalei Rabba, Rabba told her of Chizda, Lai, that's actually not their machlaikas. Really, everyone holds by Yisraela that he could say The because if so, meaning if there was a machlokes about it, they should argue in regards to chamitz on Pesach. Meaning, if Reuven stole an expensive bottle of whiskey from Shimon and he held it over Pesach, they should argue whether or not he could just return it after Pesach, even though it's no. And they don't argue with this, so it must be they don't argue when we're dealing with Yisraela, and then both of them hold he could say Keterishal Cholfanecha. Rabba explains what about this case? What's over here? Over here, the whole machlekes says whether or not they're allowed to complete the din of a shar, are they allowed to fully paskin that this shor is misa even if the shar is not here? So Rabban and Savi Rabban hold and can't in gemar din shalshar shalay befunav bezin can't paskin what the din of the shar is if it's not here. And therefore, when we're dealing with already after gemar din, the amar Lay, the owner could tell the Shaimer, yes he said if you would have given me the Shar before Gmar din I would have chased it away to a swamp. Which means I would have made it disappear. I would have hidden it somewhere, and then bezin wouldn't have been able to pask in its din, and I wouldn't have lost my shor. But now you've given it over to somebody whom I can't do din with because it was gemar din of the Shar when it was still in yours, the were rishos, and that's considered a hazik biyadayim, and therefore we can't just say how Rachel chal or as Rabbi, so Rabbi Yaakov holds din of I a fun of, that we could pask in the din of a shar even if it's not here, and therefore even if the owner would tell the Shimer hey, you should have given me my Shar back before gemar din, and I would have hidden. It away, the Amaleh, the Shemer, could respond to the owner, My Abdileh, what did I do wrong? So if, if at the end of the day, have a gummy lay Dino, Shleba Fanov, fun of, it would have passed in the Shar's din, not in front of it anyway. So either which way, you would have lost your Shar, and I didn't do anything wrong. And that's the whole Machoikes. Now, based off the way that Rob had just explained this Machlaikas, he clearly disproved the way that Revchizda understands it. So we have a follow up to this. Ashke Rav Revchizda, had kept the Rabba Shemuel, and Amaleh, he asked him, Did you learn anything about his Meaning, if a person steals something and it's Asr Ba now, is he allowed to return it and say so really, he told him in yes Tanina we learned the following b'reisa. The pasuk says and he should return that which he stole why does the pasuk then have to continue and say that which he stole and it must be that it's telling us that he can return the stolen thing exactly as it is and kind of from here they said if a person stole a coin and it got taken out of circulation pears a kivu, if he stole fruit and they rotted he stole wine and it became spoiled itmes, he stole he stole he and it became he stole he stole chametz and now it went through Pesach. of He stole an animal and Neveira was done with it. We have a Shar before gmar din. I'm He could just tell him. Take yours. It's right in front of you. Even though it's aser ba'hana. Now analyzing his brass that we just quoted. Man laid the amar In Who's the man the amar that just before told us that if it wasn't yet gmar din he could hand back the animal and say But if it was ready after gmar din he's not able to hand it back. Rabbanan. It was Rabbanan who argued with Rabbi Yaakov that said that. And the. Means that this bris we just quoted is rabbanon. Vakitani, what else did this bris say? Pesach. I'm That if he had chametz and it was over Pesach and now it's Asarbanu, he could just tell him Now this is clearly like Rabba's explanation and not like Ravchista. So I'm of Ravchista told Rabba Shmuel, if you encounter the bnei yeshiva, don't tell them anything. Meaning, don't tell them this brisa because they're going to be misameach that I was proven wrong. And now asking a question on something that we just said. We just quoted this brisa saying that if a person stole fruit. Fruit. And it rotted, he could just tell him, here, take your fruit back. As the our Mishnah said very clearly, that if he stole pears and they rotted, he has to pay whatever value they were when he stole them. And he can't just say, so our Papa, our papa answers, in our Mishnah, we're talking about where the entire thing became rotted. So it means that they're totally ruined and he would have to pay for them. Whereas in this Brisa, we're talking about where they only partially became rotted, and that's technically considered normal for fruit, because there's always going to be some blemishes and some bad spots on fruit. And therefore, he could say, however, because there hasn't really been any recognizable change. And on brand new Mishnah, The Mishnah tells us, Noson luman a person gave something to a craftsman to fix, and the person ruined it, this craftsman's hive to pay. Let's say, Noson he gave a the table of migdal, which are all sorts of boxes or closets, to a harsh, which is a carpenter, and he gave him a for him to fix them, and the person ruined them, the carpenter's hive to pay. Another scenario, if a builder took upon himself that he's going to dismantle a wall, and he broke the stones, or he damaged them and they can't be used again and he was really just supposed to be dismantling it and not totally smashing it to smithereens however let's say he's knocking down from this side and a different section of the wall that he's not working on fell down potter, he's potter for that. However, if that other section of the wall fell down, because of the blow that he gave to this section of the wall, clearly he smashed this side of the wall too hard, and it caused the other side of the wall to fall down, so then he's chayev. Now analyzing the first part of the Mishnah, where a craftsman broke the thing that he was supposed to fix, Amar Vasi Vasi says, This is only taught that the craftsman has to pay for the thing that he broke. That's if he gave one of these types of boxes, that's just how we're going to translate it, in order to knock a nail into it. And he knocked a nail into it, but and he broke it, so then he's high to pay for the thing. But if he gave the carpenter wood to make him a box of swords, and he made this box of swords, and then after the carpenter made the box, he broke it. Potter, he's putter for paying for the box, and he only has to pay for the wood. My why is that? And here's the key line over here. kind of That's because the uman, the craftsman, is kind of with the improvement that he made to the kli. In other words, when you give an uman, a craftsman, certain materials to work with to produce something for you and you're going to pay him for that, obviously, you're not really paying him for the work that he does, and that the object belongs to you. In a way, we look at it, that when he creates the object for you, he owns the object, and when you pay him, you're buying the object from him. And that's what we mean by uman kainah b'shevach khali. The uman, the craftsman, is kinda what he made. And therefore, when he breaks this thing that he made, he's not chayv to pay you for the actual thing, he's just chayv to pay you for the materials that you gave him. Over now we ask on this explanation in Tanan. Erom and Sheth said, if he gave certain things to a craftsman to fix, and he ruined it, chayv to pay. Now, my do the have who ate him? Aren't we talking about where he gave him wood and he turned them into She the Table of Migdol and then ruined that box that he created and he's Chive to pay for the box itself? Clearly not like his chat that we just gave. So Tamar says, Well, it's not what we're talking about. She the Table of Migdol. The Risha Mishnah is saying that you gave them a box to fix and they broke the box, so that's why they have to pay for the box. But if you gave them wood and they made a box out of it and then broke the box, they're not Chive to pay for it. Ask Gemara, how can you say that? How the next part of the Mishnah says, She the Table of Migdol, that if you gave them She the Table of Migdol to fix and they broke it, they have to pay for it. Well, Mechal the ate him. That's the Rish is talking about, where you gave them wood, they turned the wood into a box and broke the box, and still they have to pay for the box and not just for the wood. So, my answer is Amri, they said, Peru should come with fire law. The mission is really just explaining itself. What's the scenario that if you gave something to an Uman to fix and he broke it, he's chive to pay? For example, where you gave a carpenter a box of sorts to fix, and if he broke it, so he's high to pay for it. But again, if you gave him wood and he made a box out of it and then broke the box, he's not have to pay for the box, he just to pay for the wood. And Machin the Kitani, it's actually logical to say this in the Mishnah. The first two parts of the Mishnah are saying, Katesai, how is it that you Chayiv in this particular case? Because if you want to say the Resha of the Mishnah is talking about you giving him wood and him making a box out of it, well, now that you're telling me in the Resha of the Mishnah that if you gave him wood and he made it into a box and he broke the box, that he'd be Chayiv to pay for the box, blame me on Uman of And clearly, we wouldn't say that the Uman is Kainit with the Shabach that he made to the Kli. While she the table, you have to tell me that if you gave him an actual box to fix, and he broke it, then he'd be chayv to pay for it? Of course he'd be chayv to pay for it. However, the Gemara says, I'm If it's because of that, that's not necessarily raya. We could always say that Tana reisha, that the seifa is really just revealing what the reisha is talking about. And that means as follows, taimar. don't say the reisha and when the reisha tells us generally, that you gave something to Craftsman to fix, and he broke it, he's chayv to pay, that's only talking about a chayv table Migdal. And then you would infer from there, loy. some but if you gave him wood to make something out of it, and then he broke that thing that he made, that he's not to pay. Therefore, a ton Seifa, the Seifa taught, Shidu Tevu Migdal, Mechlal, and that implies, that the ratio could even be talking about that you gave him wood, and he made the wood into a box, and he broke the box, he still would be Chav to pay for it. So, the inference of the Chachinam Mistabra that you have arrived from the mission itself, that's not necessarily raya. However, we still technically have a good answer. We're going to stop here for the day, we'll pick up tomorrow, continue to talk about Uman For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.